0: By people, cold coffee. So, hi, and welcome to this episode, 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 epi- I'll start again, what? shall I? <laughs> right. Don't look
1: at me like that, otherwise it'll right. be even worse. I'm not going to look.
0: Hi and welcome to this episode of Cold Coffee where we have got the brilliant farmer who's here to tell us all his stuff about his story. <laughs> Great, thanks James. What? I think we'll start again. <laughs> I'm doing quite well then. I won't do it, I won't do it, I won't do it. I promise. Hi and welcome to this episode of Cold Coffee where we have got the wonderful farmer who is here to share his story about the move really and his success story in the UK moving from Bulgaria. Cold Coffee is all about sharing positive, no it's not actually, it's called powerful inspiration by positive people, stories of people just like you and I who have overcome adversity and challenges in their lives. So welcome and to today's episode of Cold Coffee. We're really excited to have you here.
1: Do you want to start kick it off? Oh, guys, thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. I think you've got a great
2: story. And yeah, from I, I, what well, I know of it, I admire what you did and, and the things you've done. So, start from where you think the beginning is. And yeah.
1: So the beginning started in 2009. So I was actually studying chemistry at university back home in Bulgaria. So, and during one of the summer holidays, friend of mine, she suggested, Oh, shall we go to uh, the UK? And I was like, "Oh, I don't really want to go to UK because I had a job and I was doing okay. And then my friend said like, Oh, let's just, just go for the experience. I said, okay. So we applied quite a lot of, quite a lot of people we applied and We, we got the, the placement to come and work for six months in a farm. In Cambridge, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. So
1: it's basically in agricultural, and the job was harvesting courgettes. Lovely. Yeah. So it was kind kind of like hard work. Yeah. So and we were allowed only six months because uh, Bulgaria became part of the EU, but not with the full rights to, to come and work.
2: Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that.
1: So we had to have like a permits, working permits. So after we we came here, we spent like six months working and then we went back home in November 2009 and around New Year's Eve, uh, I just kind of really enjoyed being in the UK and I just decided to to make a little bit of a change in in my life. So I decided to leave Bulgaria and come to the UK for good. That must have been a
0: massive move for you. I mean, well, you know, what a brave thing to actually do. And your English wasn't that good
1: then i guess yeah well i thought i knew some english (laughs) but when i came here even when i came the first time to work in the agricultural field i couldn't understand anything people were saying and i was like so it came out that i only knew words without being able to put them in a proper sentence (coughs) and construct like a proper Grammatically correct sentence. I'm still
2: struggling. To be
0: <laughs> We've noticed on all the false starts before we got this, but this, <laughs> this podcast starts to actually record today.
2: Mm. <laughs> it's you say you couldn't really construct sentences and put things together.
1: No, I couldn't. So, the the, the after I went to Bulgaria, so I decided to come back for good. So, yeah. Uh, cause it was very difficult to get a job in the UK unless you have somebody to help you because we didn't have the right to work. You you could only come and work as a self-employed as a subcontractor, yeah. but then all those years ago, not many people were happy to work with somebody as a subcontractor. Yeah. So it was like a catch 22 and I found somebody who offered to find me a job, but I had to pay him eight hundred pounds. <laughs> uh-huh. So me and friend of mine decided let's, let's, let's jump for it so we paid and we got a job at the car wash first in london and i was like oh okay so we we did that and it turns out this was just the training of the whole journey and i was like okay so three days later they told us told us oh by the way you're going to wales and i was like really so we end up in in a small village in wales near up there's like a town called abogavani yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so near abogavani there's like a small village keyword i think if I remember, it was called. So we ended up living there and working in a showroom that were doing uh, Subaru and Peugeot cars. So we were doing the full valuing. It wasn't like a car wash, which was good. Mm. We just learned how to do to validate the cars oh. properly. And when the people return their cars, we were just making them look as new as possible so they can get uh, put on sale. But- we need our student. you want to stay yeah. after? <laughs>
0: You're from Bulgaria, so I know that. Do I? <laughs> I can't meant to be white, so I'm not quite. <laughs> don't, <Yeah>. don't waffle.
1: <laughs> that, when I went to Wales, that was the second experience when I realized, oh my God, I can't understand what people are saying. Because I went one of the day in one of the showrooms, and one of the managers gave me a couple of keys, and he was asking me to do quite a lot of things. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't get a thing what he was saying. And I just walked away and went to the garage where my friend was, he also Bulgarian and he was like, Oh, what do I have to do? I was like, I don't know. And, but luckily that guy spotted that I couldn't understand anything. He came literally, he started showing and pointing to me and they gave us the chance to kind of learn how to do the things. And we we started like learning the the, the language a little bit, (laughs) but I just didn't, didn't want to do the car valeting job for forever. And I just wanted to progress. And at that point, a friend of mine, we grew up together in Bulgaria. She was living in Worthing and she was like, Oh, why don't you come in Worthing? It's really close to Brighton, close to London, more opportunities. And I just, I wanted to study as well. And I was like, yeah, so I visit 2012 for Christmas and New Year's Eve. And then in February 2012, I just moved permanently. After being two years in in Wales, so I moved permanently to to Worthing. Well, how was how was your language at that point? It it was getting better. I was I was able to go and kind of hold basic conversation or just get by, and people just understand me. So I was just checking words here and there. Still yeah. not still not great, but I was I was learning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you were saying that you were. Um shy about talking to people, weren't you? You felt a bit unconfident. You felt like you didn't want to ask people to repeat, you know, sort of certain, if if you felt like you didn't understand things, you didn't always like to ask people to repeat because you didn't want to sort of show that you couldn't understand.
1: Yeah, I had that point. It was, well, recently actually I overcome that hurt. Yeah. But it was, if somebody talks to me and if I don't understand what they're saying, I would never ask, excuse me, can you repeat? And then basically I was breaking the conversation there and I'm like, yep, yep, okay, okay. But I didn't understand anything. But later in life, I understood that I was looking like British people talking to each other and they're asking, oh, can you repeat? And I was like, oh, it's actually, it's okay to ask. Can you repeat? Yeah.
0: Yeah. As you say, he doesn't understand much either, (laughs) 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 We've been having one of those mornings. (laughs) (laughs) We've just been having one of those mornings. So really, um, so you're now in Worthing, um, you've been in Wales, you've moved from Bulgaria. I mean, it's been a massive move for you, hasn't it? Well, you know, and how, how, how long has this all encompassed or what time scale? I know you've talked about years, but how long would you say that's been over? But...
1: So, um, see, I left 2010, beginning of 2010. Yeah. So there's like 13 years.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So since uh, from, you know, to where we are now. Yep. That's fantastic, isn't it? So, and then part two, obviously, we're going to come to the your journey to success. I like to call it really, because that and that sort of is the next part. Really, is there anything else on that first part that you want to share before we close it off to go into part two? Um, no, that's pretty much my journey. It's yeah, in fantastic.
2: A you did say you were studying chemistry.
1: Yeah, well, I studied yeah. chemistry. Oh, in Bulgaria. that was in Bulgaria, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I made a massive mistake. Because the, the way the Bulgarian education system works, past, uh, after you finish your high school, and when you go to university, when you apply and you get a place at the university, you have to go and deliver your uh, diploma from high school that the university are keeping until you graduate. Oh, okay. So, but I studied two and a half years and I had two and a half left study. And when I decided to come to the UK, I went to the university and I said, I want my diploma. And they told me, just don't take your diploma because if we give you your diploma back from the high school basically that means you're using all of your student rights so you studied for two and a half years goes in the bin but i was adamant no i want my diploma because i was i was studying in the uk which i could still study in the uk by having my diploma yeah still the yeah, yeah, yeah. and after i was like really adamant i will do that they gave me my diploma i signed the documents and everything i came to the uk literally. A year later I found out that my university which I studied is really, really highly appreciated here in the UK oh, and very well recognized and I was <laughs> like, oh, so basically I studied for two and a half years chemistry, non-organic chemistry and I, I just, i got, got nothing, nothing to prove about it.
0: Yeah, mind you we all learn mistakes in our lives it's don't all, we, you know, it's all a learning journey, the whole, whole life is all learning isn't it, every day. This broadcast. Yep. Of early, early, early. <laughs> we are learning every single day. <laughs> so, brilliant! Well, that comes to the nicely to the end of part one, um, and we'll see you back here very shortly in part two.
1: You can follow our journey on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Cold Coffee Podcasts.
0: And welcome back to part two of Cold Coffee, which we are talking to Plarman about his journey into coming to the UK and how he struggled with the language and just establishing himself back over here. Um, it's obviously it's always a little bit tricky, isn't it, when you've come from a different country and we absolutely can empathize with that situation. But the second part of our podcast is always about journey to success. So we really want to hear the second part about how you've thrived and overcome all those difficulties and challenges. We started off, we ended the last part with you saying that by this point you're in Wales. So we'll pick it up at that point. You know, you're working in Wales and, where you know, up to get my words out. Sorry,
1: I always do this, put my
0: teeth back in again. Uh, your journey to success from Wales to today.
1: Okay, so after I left Wales, I I came to Worthing. So, and I was looking for a job. So I found a job being a support worker, working with people with learning disabilities. But at the same time, I just wanted to keep progressing. So, and I was adamant in my life, I'll have a degree. So, I have applied and I got a place at Brighton University studying business and management. So, as i was studying business, at the same time, keep learning the language because mm. on the on the beginning was a bit of struggle with the academic.
0: Language. Yeah, I can imagine that must have been really difficult. And how how long was the university course for?
1: Uh, three years. Well, Yeah, so it's quite for long. Yeah, three years. Yeah, and after I started like the first year, it was a bit of a struggle, but I was really, really putting my head and everything down in the books and I was studying really hard, but at the same time I had like a full-time job. So I had to work to be able to to help myself with bills and everything. And in 2016, I graduated Brighton university with two, one degree in business and management. Wow. Well done. We both did that together, didn't we? Wow, yeah. brilliant,
2: yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to simultaneous wowing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that, after graduation, I have applied for so many jobs. I was looking for, for jobs, anything to do with business, with managing. Uh, I had that experience from Bulgaria when I was managing restaurants, a couple of restaurants, but nobody really recognized my experience from there. and. As a postgraduate, it was very, very difficult at that point to to find somewhere. So I was thinking of what do I start? What do I do now? And years ago, I had a passion for computers and just doing web design, web web development, more into. And I just, friend of mine, really close friend of mine, one of my, my best mates, he's really good web developer. So one day I just rang him and I said, you fancy starting something to something together, it's not going to require like a massive investment, but I've got, I just graduated. So mm. I've got the knowledge on starting a basic small business in, in the UK. And he was like, yep, I'm, I'm happy with that. He had all the computers and everything anyway. So it wasn't requiring like huge, huge amount of investment. So, and that's how we started in 2016, 2017. And what's your business called? Uh, the business is called Fine Digital, and we do web design and development. We're building websites for any small, medium business.
0: Okay, cool. Um,
1: you
2: had some good breaks, though, in Wales, didn't you? You met some lovely people, Welsh people, to help you on.
1: Yeah, one of the actually, he was the actual owner of okay. the, the car, the show, garages, and, and everything. He was really, really nice person. And he saw, he saw us that we were hardworking me and the, my, uh, the friend of mine. Mm. And we just told him we, we wanted to work more. And at the same time, we had a problem with, uh, the landlord in the house where we lived, so we had to leave the house and that the, the owner of the showrooms, he bought a massive grand hotel, which was kind of abandoned and people started like breaking things there. He was like, Yo, would you be able to, if I buy you like a massive caravan, would you be able to live there? And there's, there's a security, you don't have to do anything, just having people there. And it's absolutely for free. So me and my friend, we, we thought about like for a couple of days, we said, okay, we're in the UK to just make money.
0: Mm. I'm surprised you thought about it for a couple of days. I would have thought a couple of hours. <laughs>
1: well, it was. I, I was really sure that I, that's what I want to do because we didn't want to yeah. stay in the house anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So a we made, we, yeah, we we made the move, and at the same time, also that person he's not with us anymore, sadly, Keith. Uh, he started giving us extra jobs to go and help him in his house, but he didn't really need the oh. the the jobs done by us. He he just wanted to give us extra extra money, and we really kind of, I really really value what he he did yeah, for us. Yeah, he
0: sounds amazing. He's a quite, he got was good he mental, was an really, extraordinary you know? person. Yeah. 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 To have somebody who just wants to give you the opportunity like that, isn't it? It's just um, amazing. He he
1: didn't he didn't treat us any different. Not that I've ever been treat, treated differently because I'm I'm from a foreign country or anything. But he was like he was just an amazing amazing person, mm. and I'll be forever thankful for what he's what he's done. No, they're out us.
2: there they're the Nice people are out there. Well, the good people are bad English. Um, no, I, I I think it's great, and it's, I think when life Wants to help you, it really does. You know that you get the breaks.
0: You know. I think it's about wanting it, isn't it, and allowing it. We've been talking about this quite a lot, you know, with the universe and how it shows itself. And if you really believe in something and you want it enough, then usually you're shown the way, one way or another.
1: Yeah. You you, usually, in my life it never happens so easy. You know that some some people they want something, and it just happens instantly. With me, it's always like hard work. But one of the things is, I never give up.
0: No. Yeah. No, that's that's a good philosophy.
1: And that's the point, isn't it? and that's why
0: that's why you are where you are so when you think back to where you were and where you are now, you know that's a you haven't given up as you say, and that just shows that tenacity to yeah. to actually get to where you want to be, which I think is brilliant
2: don't
0: use big words like oh okay, all right sorry. <laughs> So, I, I'll retract tenacity. <laughs> so, um, so, let's talk about, obviously, you know, your the, the confidence side of things, I think, is a big one, isn't it? Because, as you said, you were feeling quite unconfident. And so, you know, what's helped you in terms of developing that confidence now?
1: I was literally scared to talk to people until, like, three years ago. Not scared, but I was always worried if I say something. Would people understand me? Would they understand my accent? Would I make like any mistakes while I'm saying, pronouncing things? Mm-hmm. And one day I met Julian Bishop online. So I helped him with his website. And he told me, oh, have you heard of PNI? And I was like, well, I did, but I just didn't like the idea of these public presentations. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't. I did some presentations Uh, at university in front of quite a big audience but I knew it was just a few seconds there or a minute and it's done and over but with this like every week presentation I was like no and he was like at the moment we're doing it over zoom and I was like you know over zoom it's even if I mess up I'll just turn off zoom that's it (laughs) nobody will ever know me they wouldn't probably wouldn't remember me and yeah I did it the first few times it was nerve-wracking I was literally shaking from the inside as soon as my term comes to talk and I had to write down everything so basically I was reading it like from a script mm. I just wanted to sound as natural as possible and pronounce everything like slowly and correctly. and slowly I just get, got more confident and when we went back to kind of normal physical meetings, I was literally petrified. but the good thing was Never that
2: showed.
1: I Well know you were. The, the very first time when we went to BNI it was wearing masks. So most of the people talking, oh, yeah. I couldn't even hear what they were saying clearly. <laughs> so I was like, mm, "Okay, if I waffle, nobody would even understand. If I mess up, <laughs> so that was a good point." And I started gaining that uh, confidence, and now I'm to the point like talking without mask and everything. So I can talk to anybody without feeling nervous or having the tummy, tummy cramps. Yeah, I just my confidence just skyrocket, and it's not just being nice, like all the members, like James yourself, it just helped me tremendously.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's a supportive network, isn't it? So it, it I'm is. not a member, but I know they are. So, um, but yeah, it's a massive, massively supportive network, and I know that's really helped you uh, hugely. Yeah,
1: you you build not just uh business connections; it just you build friendships for life. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah,
2: I I, I agree with that. Mm. And you meet you meet some well, you do meet twats, to be honest. But <laughs> Well, you do
0: meet some lovely people, you really do. Sorry for anyone who's in BNI and listening to this wondering whether they're one of the twats. You know who you are. (laughs) Sorry, say it as it is. Fantastic. I'm not really sure where we go from there, really. Well, I mean he's not one of the twats no he's not he's
2: one of the good guys that, <laughs> that to me is, is quite an accolade
0: fingers crossed uh, <laughs> he's
2: one of the good guys. and I'll just say what, what would your tips be to anyone that's listening that's not necessarily indigenous, there's a big word <laughs>
0: Indigenous. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, not necessarily can you retract that word please I don't understand
2: yeah, not necessarily from the British Isles
0: um, not on the bus. Um, I, can see I can see today going right downhill yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah but your tips to anyone that you know they want to do something they want to achieve something because you've done your business thing you 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 lost your um, chemistry degree unfortunately but you still made a success and and are in, in my eyes and sarah's eyes, a great success you know oh, yeah a Nothing, yeah. Verse. yeah
0: and full of admiration for what you've done yeah i you know, yeah and with all sincerity with that <laughs> <one. laughs> no it's an amazing story yeah, it is
2: i think you know give us some tips or, or not us but anyone that's listening
1: yes yeah, so my first tip is that i'm um, always following is to never give up no matter how hard it is never give up and i believe in you fall twice you get up three times
2: yeah well
1: done so with O 4 we learn something that we use later down in life whether it's being in business or in personal life and i'm always saying onwards and upwards so never look back because You know, the past and everything could hold you back. So always face forward. Yeah.
2: yeah. And
1: never be shy to be who you are. It doesn't matter of age, gender, religion or anything. And especially I feel embarrassed to the fact that I was shy to talk to people, which I shouldn't have been
0: that's that's, all, yeah, that kind of I think, yeah, that's human nature isn't like, it you s- know and i can understand that we're shy in so many ways about so many different things so i can imagine language being a big one
2: i mean my story of being having i was quite successful as a dj many years ago and i had to be pushed on stage because i was too busy throwing up before i went on stage
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think the nerves with certainly with public speaking is a biggie isn't it well, because yeah. you know I've, <clears throat> I've been terrible when i've been <clears throat> to a networking thing years i wouldn't network at all just because of that barrier of certainly with public speaking and you know be a bit be on the toilet for half the morning before you actually go just to do a two-minute talk or something it wasn't even you know yeah exactly so i I can completely understand your nerves on that and i just for me the, the way i overcame a lot of that is actually um picturing just people that they don't actually want you to fall you know when they're there to listen to you They're not there for you to fail, they're actually there usually to support you and I think, you know, then that's the point, isn't it? It's remembering that actually if you do go wrong, you're normally, yeah, everyone's actually with you rather than against you. There's very few people who are going to heckle you from the audience, so, you know, um,
1: at the end of the day, we're all human, so.
0: Exactly, we all make mistakes. And
1: that's how we learn, we learn from mistakes. I'm a big believer on this, by the way, we're learning from our mistakes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, every day, is a, every day is a school day. So, you're a Bulgarian
2: national, but do you feel where do you, where's your heart these days, Bulgaria or here?
1: Uh, mainly here, to be honest, because for the past few years, every time I go back to Bulgaria, it doesn't feel homely anymore. And even I told my mum that, like, it was last year, I think, and she was like, oh, she started crying. Oh, and I was like, I don't mean it in a bad way, it's just, Pretty much I spent my adulthood in the UK. I yeah. was twenty I turned twenty one when I came here. So you go back much just, and visit. Uh once a year, twice a year if I have to, depending on circumstances. But once a year I go back to see my, my mom, my dad, yeah, my yeah, sister. Yeah. yeah. My niece and my two little nephews, which they wouldn't move to the UK? Uh <laughs> to be honest, my one of my little nephews, like the bigger one, he he, he would love to come here and live live with me. You mentor just, him. Yeah, just he's he he looks up to me a lot, which is really really great. It. Yeah, he's a, he's an amazing little boy. How old is he? He's six. Okay, <laughs> so he's got a way
0: to go. <laughs> <isn't>? know, yeah, <laughs> but there you go, your future your future protege 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 protege. <laughs> so there you go. We don't even know how to speak English. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just. know as i've said before you're inspirational and again you know you're ordinary you're not ordinary you're you know you're extraordinary and this is the whole point of these podcasts is people that take a chance and take risks and i love it and yeah one thing i've got to say though just as a tip for you is watch the taxi drivers at sophia airport Uh, yeah. being ripped off
0: and then giving him tip. Yeah. Was... <laughs> in the tip. In the most rickety taxi that we never thought was actually going to get us yeah. to where we wanted to be. The, the dashboard fell off. Yeah, <laughs> the
1: drive, the yeah they, were, they were notorious for, for this yeah. here, years ago.
0: I was very yeah. upset about that. It was, only, it was only actually about £10, but I was really upset that the fact that it would have actually only cost us about a pound. If we'd actually gone to find the, pro- the proper taxi rank. So it wasn't like a huge amount of money handing over £10, if you think about it. But I was still really upset that we'd got it wrong. Fuck, yeah. And, you know, yeah. the fact that we actually hadn't really researched it. The fact that I'd been ripped off by, by you know, £9 a difference. It, uh, I don't know why I took that really personally, but, but, but I did well, at the do, time. Well, we all get Yeah, well. we all make mistakes, yeah. as we and talked we, about. We well, certainly learn from them. Well we try now and at least research um, before we get somewhere how we might get from the hotel from the yeah. airport to the hotel at least, even if we don't yeah. do anything else, even if we're still trying to wing it in every anyway, other way. Coffee and waffles. You gonna wind up? Yeah. Shall you wanna wind up? Shall I wind up? You wind up. Oh I'll wind up. I'll, I'll screw okay. the apple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did forget to introduce us at the beginning, so I I'm Sarah. I'm lost. <laughs> He's James. And we just want to thank and so much for coming on today's episode of Cold Coffee. Soon we think to be renamed Coffee and Waffles, which we're debating about our little rebrand at the moment. Um, but thank you so much for coming on today. It's been great to have you. Thank you,
1: mate. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's appreciate it was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoy listening to Cold Coffee Podcasts, I would love to support the programme. Then head over to Patreon at Cold Coffee Podcasts and become a member. This helps us to keep supporting the production of the show and also 10% of all contributions go to our chosen charities.